Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jeff fans. Jeff fans. Fans. Very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jeff fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don and unbelievers. everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined as always by my colleague and co-host, the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, a very happy Jet fan right now, (laughs) none other than Michael Lagares. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And of course, to the right of me, the number one NFL correspondent in the podcast game today, the majestic beast, the big stinking Wookiee, Nicholas Kroc, everybody. Congratulations, Jet fans. Uh, As a Giant fan, it sucks, but congratulations on the win. Wookiee's always a class act. If the Giants would have won the game, he'd be acting the same way. He's not like a lot of people. You want someone to be annoying. So that if the Jets win, you could be a jerk about it. <laughs> Unfortunately, Kronk is not that type of guy, is he, Mike? He doesn't make it easy. I want... We're going to talk about the win the whole day. But I want to specifically go at Kronk, and we can't do it. It's just it's just not right to do it, is it? The thing about Kronk is that with the Giants, he's never... He never takes it personal. But if you get on the Yankees... Oh, he gets... He takes now, then, then things get a little... Oh, no, and, and, and Keith, Keith will attest to it. The only problem I ever have... I mean, like, I actually watch Yankee games a majority of every season. So when, when, like, younger Yankee fans start spewing off at the mouth, I'm like, this is why people can't stand us. Well, we'll sidebar this. We'll get back yeah. to this later on, because unbeknownst to everyone, Mike attempts to troll as many Yankee fans as humanly possible at all times <laughs> um, and starts a lot of beef between all our friends. That has nothing to do with this, guys. We're talking about a Jet win right now! Yes! Can you feel that, buddy? Huh? 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 Woo! Against the Giants, first of all, entertaining game. Fun game to watch. I think that maybe was unexpected. Maybe it shouldn't have been unexpected to us because both of the defenses this season have been giving up points, giving up yards. What One question we had last week on the show was, even though the Giants' defense isn't good, our offense stinks. We're not able to put up any points. Put up 27 this week. Seven points off the turn from Jamal. So 27 points on the offense this week. That was a big giant step forward. They're averaging about 12 before that. A back-and-forth game. The Jets had the lead. They gave up the lead, ended up fighting back there at the end. Mike showed some heart. Sam moved the ball down the field. Sam Fickin' with a big field goal in the fourth quarter. Some good play calling by the Jets. Big plays by Demarius Thomas. Big plays by Crowder. Guys showed up this week that you haven't seen do anything all year, like Travis Wesco. Uh, on defense, you had Basson Austin come on. We're going to talk about him and his story out of and nowhere. And you had... Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Nathan Shepard sighting. <laughs> now, it's just like an actual comic book where oh, God. you thought Thanos is dead. Yep. He got decapitated in Avengers. But guess what? He can come back. He doesn't tell you why in the storyline. <laughs> but he's back, isn't he? And you can't kill Thanos. You can't take him out. He was almost close to being cut. Played pretty good this week. Had a couple tackles out there. A lot of positives for the Jets. Obviously, the win 
makes everybody feel good. Winning is the best deodorant, as they say. Team still is not in good shape, but a win this week, Mike. A lot of positives. Offense was able to move the ball. Defense, you know, gave up a bunch of four touchdowns to Daniel Jones. On the ground, though, one yard rushing for the Hall of Famer, greatest running back of all time already in people's minds. Saquon Barkley. And what's so wild is the Jets are number one in the National Football League against the run. Completely decimated. Saquon Barkley hurt my fantasy team. I took a loss. But I'll take a loss every week if it means the Jets are going to take a W. And like you were naming off some of these guys, I'm so proud of these kids, uh, what they were able to do on Sunday. Look, Jets, Giants, anytime we play, it's a rivalry. Look, we're battling for the city. Both of the teams are doing pretty bad this year, but you know what? On Sunday, it was the Jets that took the top of the heat. Sam Darnold had the third highest QBR in the entire NFL on Sunday. There was a lot of talk around him and his regression. Hopefully he's able to put that to bed for just a little bit, give him some time to go over and get some positive outcomes. I thought Sam played a very good game, 19 for 30, 230 yards, uh, had uh, no interceptions on the game, uh, had two touchdowns, one in the air, one on the ground. Uh, was a, He's, again, completing damn near 70% of his completions every single game except for the, the Patriots debacle. Uh, another couple of guys on offense that really uh, t- that showed me a lot was Jameson Crowder, 5 for 81, and Demarius Thomas, 6 for 84. Great pickup by the Mountain there with Demarius Thomas to come in for the hurt uh, Anunua. And Trayvon Wesco, hey, Adam Gase, thank you. I know on this show we've been calling for the utilization of more of our offensive players for for the strengths that they're able to to, to use. And you have a guy like Trayvon Wesco who played fullback at West Virginia, and it was fourth and one. We'll get into that play later on when we do our game review. Gets a first down and then shows some good blocking, shows his good ability in the on the offensive line. And also catches a, a play for another first down for Sam to keep the ball moving. I thought Tress, Trayvon Wesco had a very good game offensively. Defensively, Jamal Adams. My word. This was, in my opinion, Keith, the best game he has played as a New York Jet and as a professional. Finished with a 93.3 overall grade in Week 10 against the Giants. He's got, he's, I think, second or third in the in the on the team for t- on touchdowns for the season he has two um had it's crook it's kind of it's crazy and you know what let me say this i i have to admit to jet fans look um when the idea when i look at the jet team and i see how hurt we are across the board on our offensive line everything i look at a guy like Adams and I say you know what he doesn't play a premium position like edge like offensive line quarterback so on and so forth he plays a safety position that you know what he's a nice to have he's not an MVP a you know a guy uh, a minimally viable product uh, as far as like killing some someone who's going to be utilized to bring value right off the bat so I'm thinking you know what we trade him we get a couple of picks Jamal Adams is the best safety in the NFL and this guy, I don't care if he plays a premium position or not, you have to build around guys like this. This performance, to me, solidified the fact that th- I want him as a Jet forever. 
because he brings nuances to the game that not a lot of other players bring. And I'm sure you agree, Keith. I want to hear your opinion. But I, I just was just blown away by this, and I'm fully, fully on board with keeping Jamal. Beginning of the year, he had a few penalties there, but there's not a lot of criticisms of Jamal Adams' game on the field. I think the criticisms have come, not really that there's many criticisms of him at all, but just recently when he aired some of the team's laundry and what he was upset about publicly, I mean, that seemed like something, and he apologized for it last week. He said he ironed everything out with the team. He's not someone I ever want to be traded. Mike, you know, he's my favorite player on the team. He's the best player on the team. Nine tackles last week. Two sacks, two other tackles for a loss, one pass deflected, two other QB hits, and he had a strip sack for a touchdown. I don't know if you could possibly play a better game as a safety. No. I mean, it doesn't, no. it doesn't get better than that. And the play he made when he snatched the ball from Daniel Jones <laughs> like he was playing with his nephew out in the street. Like he was tossing around a Nerf Turbo and just his nephew came up. He's only in seventh grade. He just took the ball from him, snatched it from him like he's a child. <laughs> threw him down, just ran it back like it was uh Yo, he just threw him to the ground, son. He did, he did. That was it was something to behold. That what a play that was. He's such That's a the best maker. moment of the season for me. And he's a difference maker and he's a leader on the field, uh, Adams. And you know, aside from you know, this season, which has been tough, you haven't really heard any grumblings about him being a bad guy or a bad team and really anything negative about him ever. Uh, just this year, there's been a few instances with the team. I know, and sometimes so, when things aren't going good, and you're having a year like we're having, and especially though when we had that Luke Falk run there, when we weren't even looking like a professional football team for a few yeah. weeks there, things can get a little testy. But um, he showed you this week what he's all about, and he showed you this week why people look at him as one of the best players in the league, and why he thinks he's the Tom Brady of the safety position. You know, which is yeah. which is which is a bold claim, but you know, you know. If you're going to have that type of confidence that that's where you're going to set the bar, then you're probably going to be pretty good. Because yeah. even so, if you don't get there, you're yep. still going to be a pretty good player. So, so can I give you a stat I don't know if you know about? So Nate Hairston, we wanted him in because we couldn't stand Tremaine Johnson. Tremaine Johnson got hurt. Hairston starting. Hairston was getting annihilated uh, on defense. Didn't know what he was doing. Blown coverages, so on and so forth. Greg Williams says, hey, bless him. <clears throat> We need you to come in here and come help us out. I know you haven't played football in almost two years, uh, a full football game in almost two years. I know you've torn your knee up in college and everything like that. I know it was a long shot to even make the league, but come in and play. Do you know when Blessing Austin became the cornerback starting uh, for the Jets on Sunday that the New York Giants only were able to execute two first down drives since once he got in there? Once yeah, so Mike one, targeted four times. He gave up one catch for 14 yards once he went into the game. Absolutely. That's pretty I good. Mean, now, I, it's yeah. crazy, the, just his story, Jet fans, if you want to go take a look. I mean, the Daily News, the Post, uh, a lot of different places have written stories about Blasson Austin, his struggles through college, his injuries he's had. He's someone the Jets took a flyer on without even him really having a lot of game tape in right. college, Mike, because of the injuries. But what you heard about him when he did play was that he had great closing speed, great instincts, could be a yeah. great corner in the NFL. But a team that's going to take him, and it was the Jets, um, you know, that's really someone who's taking a big-time chance on just because of the injury concerns. Right. But comes in as a rookie versus the G-Men, and they were slinging the ball left and right, the Giants, on us. Yeah. But at least he was able to lock down his little section of the field. Really good feel-good story for the Jets. And another rookie to look at, uh, along with Adoga, 
along with Phillips, along with a couple other guys there, and you know that are really playing positive. But yeah. there's one rookie we have that we took third overall that is just not. not we're not. We're not talking about bus level. I'm not saying anything of that nature. Right. I'm just saying we've drafted so many of these D linemen, Mike, like a Leonard Williams. Sheldon Richardson, going right down the line. You get to this point in the season, and you're waiting for that breakout game, that breakout moment, that time you see them dominate. I understand he's just a rookie. He's playing a tough position. But you took him third overall in the draft. And he had an okay game versus the Dolphins. Prior to that, most of the year, hasn't really flashed. I know he was injured. He missed a few games also. But, Mike, what do you think? Where are you coming in on, uh, if we're going to switch gears just real quick, where are you coming in on Q right now, how he's played so far this year? Sunday... He really didn't make an impact at all. So that, that's really why I'm, I'm asking you the question. Well, I will say this about Q. I think that he had an injury. And I'm not... A lot of Jet fans are making that excuse for why he hasn't been impact, impactful. Um, he has done some things in on the uh, season with 19 overall total tackles. He has one and a half sacks, uh, seven sack yards... Um, yet, uh, the other day against the Giants, he did not really put that much pressure on Daniel Jones. There was the one play where Daniel Jones looked like he fumbled and we went and, uh, challenged that play. We didn't get it. So there was some of, uh, he did bring some pressure there, but he has been dis- you know, this guy was sold to us as a disruptor, as the best player in the draft. And we want to see a guy who goes in there and makes an impact immediately as a rookie it being taken at the third pick of the draft. That's the type of value we're talking about. You look at a Josh Allen, you look at a Joey Bosa, you look at some of these guys around the league who are already making noise. And I expected, you know, a Quinn and Williams to do something like that. So it has been a disappointment. But I'm not going to write him off just yet. Now, look, what undrafted rookie Kyle Phillips has actually outplayed Quinn and Williams this year, if you look at it statistically. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say to you this. I was just going over the guys that uh, really impressed me. Nathan Shepard, the Canadian Thanos, and Jordan Jenkins, I mean, uh, Folorenzo Fatukasi, two defensive tackles that were taken by Mike McCagnan last year. Really, Fatu Kasi has been just lights out the last three games. We talked about this on our last show. It was one of the only highlights from the Miami game. He again had a, just a tremendous game. Nathan Shepard finally showed us something. Yeah, where he he literally, we joked around about it before, Mike. Yeah. He just kind of came out of nowhere this week yeah. and he had three tackles, yeah. one for a loss. He actually yeah. made a little bit of an impact. Yeah. He's one of those guys, to be honest, I wouldn't have known who he was if I wasn't on this podcast with you guys. Why would you? There's no reason. Yeah. And, but what's crazy, like I wouldn't but know was a crazy player in the same sure, situation. Sure, sure. What I'm saying is, you look at Kyle Phillips who's overachieving as an undrafted free agent. You've got fellow Renzo Fatukasi, who's been playing lights out, six-round pick. you got Nathan Shepard, and then you got Quinn and Williams. you got four young, promising defensive linemen there. With that's not to mention Henry, Henry Anderson, Anderson, who's and not young. Right, right. But you came played last week again. He's kind of cut into Kyle Phillips' snaps there. But Henry Anderson also is, is not that bad at all either. Right. And then you got a guy like Jordan Jenkins, who I hope we sign again. He's been just lights out as well. And you think uh, about, Mike, to, to and lend to your point, which is one of the reasons I think the Jets got rid of Leonard Williams, you look at the Jets' stats this year against teams rushing the ball on defense, like you said, where they're ranked now after last week, which is just it's hard to even believe, right? Just considering the linebacking core, the guys that we thought would be in there, Avery Williamson, C.J. Mosley, 
if we knew, if we weren't healthy all year with those linebackers, and we had this type of production from these young defensive linemen, we probably wouldn't be surprised that we're doing so good against the rush. But considering the linebacking core has been just pieced together, even Cashman's out now, I mean, it, it really is impressive what they've been able to do against the run. And I know against the pass, not so great, but when it comes to running the ball, teams really have a hard time against the Jets this year, and it really has to do with Fatu Kassi and all those guys up front. The situation uh, kind of got heavy on me. The Battle of New York, baby. Jets. Giants. 2019. Let's go! Sam and the squad would get the first crack at the offense. Once again, the Jets would get off to a quick, quick start. Darnold would execute a pair of first downs right off the bat, completing passes to Thomas and Crowder. Sleemlessly leading the offense down the field. The Jets would t- look to score early. Sam to Thomas for eight yards. Quickly to Carter. Placing the Jets on first and goal. Darnold lined up with Bell. Takes the snap. Four receivers set. On second and goal. Darnold takes it in for a Jets touchdown. Touchdown! <laughs> woo I like that RPO. Oh, that I like was that RPO. Third week in a row that we've scored a touchdown on the opening drive when we've had the ball. Prior to that, we had gone forever without being able to score a touchdown on the opening drive. We started off the game strong, but previous weeks, Mike, we have we were not able to follow up on that. Things went a little bit different this week. I was really excited about that, but this first drive, right down the field, all the weaknesses of the Giants they were able to exploit. That's right, man. G-Men got the ball. They went three plays and out, negative 10 yards. Highlighted by the Jamal Adams stop on Saquon Barkley, who could get nothing going this entire game. After two, the Jets get the ball after two plays, they were third and eight, and Darnold went right to Herndon for seven. Fourth and one, the, Trayvon Wesco gets the ball up the middle, Gase goes for it, doesn't even hesitate, goes for the first down. What'd you think of that call? Uh, very interesting, Mike, because I don't even know. Does he have a carry all season? Yet? No, first one. Yeah, that was the first one. And that was also his first catch he had. Big, big dude. But that was very interesting. I was happy they went for it. In the situation they're in, the record they have, where they were out in the field, already up a touchdown. I'm happy that he did that. Happy they had the guts to do it. Continue to drive down the field and with more good things to come after that. Absolutely. Right after that play, Sam was flushed out of the pocket, getting hit, getting hit. Threads a needle to Robbie for 11 yards. Incredible throw. That's the type of throw that Mahomes makes. Accurate, looking down the field, shoulders straight, hits him down the line. Bell after that went for four after. Darnold takes the snap. It was third and six on the New York Giant 23. Darnold takes the snap. Punch formation to the left side. Third down and six. Darnold fires. It's caught. By Jamison Crowder, makes an adjustment and takes it in for a Jets touchdown. Touchdown Crowder, baby. 14-0. New York Jets. That was was good. Very good pass and a great run by Crowder to get into the end zone there. 14 nothing Jets. The catch by Robbie there, that 11-yard catch, Mike, actually his only reception of the whole day. Uh, on that drive right there. Yep. But Sam, I mean, the needle, the pass to Robbie was great. Little quick run to Bell, and then boom, touchdown to Crowder. Jets offense is rolling at this point. But 
So they hit a stall after this, and the Giants will turn the game around. Some good things to come for the Giants. Absolutely. The Giants now get the ball. This is what happens every couple of, every last few weeks. Eight plays for 75 yards. Penalties on Harrison. McClendon would extend the drive, ending in a touchdown from, from Jones to Slayton. Nick, I got to tell you, we all thought that Daniel Jones was a scrub. He has turnover problems, but I do like his pocket presence and his accuracy on this throw. I mean, no, absolutely. I mean, the kid can play ball. Just he's he's. I mean, there's nothing around him really right now. Shepard's coming back. Tate is is come back. Looked really good in the last two games. But he's got to he's got to cut the the turnovers down. You you can't throw the ball. I don't care rookie or not. You're not a rookie anymore. You can't be throwing that many picks. You had 400 yards. I mean, you had four touchdowns, and you could have had five turnovers. Yeah, I mean, he's had now 17 turnovers in the eight or nine games that he's That's, played. Oh. I don't remember if he's been eight or nine games that he started. And he lost, but he fumbled the ball three times in this game. And one of them, yep. obviously, the Jets got, the other two you guys got back. That's the only thing with Jones. I thought he looked good at moment of this game, too. Obviously, four touchdowns. I think the receivers made some good plays on those touchdowns. But it's just one thing overall. And that the pass to Slayton, very good pocket presence and good awareness then. But there's other times where you see him not pick up the blitz right. and just take too long with the ball and hold yep. on to it too long and that's when bad things happen for any quarter. Absolutely. Yep. And then he looks like Eli. And that, that's right. He does. He did very similar to Eli. Jets would get the ball. Five plays. They would go negative four yards but you would see some creativity here. We've been asking Adam Gates to get creative. Flea flicker to Darnold almost hit Smith deep. Just a little bit in front of him. Sam would have ended up getting sacked. They ended up punting at the ball. G-Man. Yeah, and you know what? On that flea flick, I wanted to see full extension dive by Smith. I felt like I want to see the effort. You're an NFL player. Should've looked sweet. Dive out there! Don't just end up running through the ball like that. I want full extension next time, guys. I'm just making that. I'm just putting that out there into the <laughs> Giants got the ball back. Seven plays, 61 yards. Another touchdown to Slayton. Daniel Jones would get sacked during the drive by Nathan Shepard. But a penalty on Harrison, again, having a terrible day, would negate it. Shepard would end up going on to have a great day. After that, we're looking at, uh, they would miss the field goal. It was ended up 14-13. Jets get the ball three and out. Uh, uh, Sam would complete a deep pass right down to Hernan, but it would get called back. Why? Holding on Lewis. Uh, this, you know, this is the penalties. Again, Gase, I thought Gase coached a better game today, but we're still seeing the problems with the penalties. G-Men would get the ball with one minute and 41 seconds left. They would end up trying to go for it on fourth and one, and they would get stopped by Jamal Adams, the best player on the on the, on the the field on Sunday. Absolutely. Jamal Adams was definitely the best player on the field on Sunday. By far, bar none, made an impact in the game. Huge play here. Bigger play to come from Adams. Uh, all day, he was all over the place, and this was big because... We would get the ball back here, and, you know, we didn't knock the field goal down. We were able to move the ball down the field. You know, it seemed like Ficken was going to maybe knock it in. I had some hope in Ficken there. But 54-yarder proved too much. It went left on him there. Um, we went to the halftime 14-13. That's true. Coming out of the halftime, Giants would get the ball to start. After two plays, it would be third and one from the G-Men 34. Jones takes the snap. Five receptions today. That's a season high for the rookie. As Jones has it taken away by Jamal Adams. He is in for a Jets touchdown. He stripped the ball from Daniel Jones and scores. Oh, my goodness. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) You want to talk about getting just legitimately deboed up. (laughs) 
literally, Jamal Adams has your bicycle, Daniel Jones. I'm tripping, man. You want me to ask for my bike back? You know I wouldn't trip. What bike? And when he rolled up to you on his bike, you said, that's your bike, Jamal. That's your bike, Jamal. I'm sorry. Take my bike. You need anything else? You need anything else? You got, oh my God, that's embarrassing. You got thrown down. Jamal Adams, amazing play. This was the play of the game and ended up at the end of the day being the difference in the game because the two teams' offenses scored the same amount of points. We won by one touchdown. It was this play right here that ended up being the difference in the whole game for the whole day. Oh, whoa. That's the, that was, to me, the highlight of the season. What a play. Jamal Adams just just establishing himself as one of the best players in the league. G-Man, after that, would get the ball. They would go five plays, 75 yards for a touchdown to Tate. Very poor defense. Blocker set up. What, the pass was like a five-year, five-year-yard pass. Dude just took it to the house. He's very, Oh, uh, he just fast. broke. He just, very he was fast. just gone. Tate still has, Tate's still pretty quick, but he just took it, couple blocks, nobody was there. Uh, it was the opposite side of where Jamal Adams was, and he was just out of there. Yep, so there was now 21-19. Uh, G-Men would then, uh, the Jets would go three and out once again. And this is the problems that I have with the offense. Now, like we talked about, a couple of games, the Jets are able to score on the first, second drive, and then they stall. Why is that? Why is that? It looks like the, the Gase has those offensive plays scripted. Once he has to start making adjustments, they're not able to do anything. So it's yeah. just, just kind of, you know, it's kind of annoying. So G-Men would then take the lead on a nine-play, 64-yard drive, which would end in another touchdown. Tate, complete two-point conversion, score now 27-21 G-Men. Jets get the ball. Sam hits Thomas for four. Powell to the right for 13. Darnold takes the snap, steps up in the pocket, scrambles for 24 yards. I love this Huge play. Great decision by Sam. Setting up a 53-yard field goal from Sam Ficken to put the Jets at 24 to 27. And this this kick right here to get it to 27-24, I mean, obviously 53-yard field goal by Ficken is gigantic. But it ended up being, you know, that was, that was a big deal. It almost gets overlooked at the end, but that put the Jets in great position because they're only down a field goal to the Giants. Good defense, get the ball back, they could tie it up. Sam Ficken, Mike. Yeah. Sam Ficken. Mr. 54-yarder. I'm not saying Sam Ficken's going to make the Pro Bowl. No, well. I'm not even saying the Jets have given, given him a lot of chances. Their offense stinks. But... He has been at least serviceable since he's been put in there. All the debacles of the preseason in the first couple games of the year. Um, it seemed like they're behind us, and it seems like he's someone that could be decently reliable moving forward this year. He does, and I've been I've been happy with what I've seen from him. So, Giants would get the ball, three and out, sack by the Canadian Thanos. Jets get the ball. Sam aggressively would attack the Giant defense with a pass to Bell for 11 yards. Then in cadence, hits Crowder for 25 to end the third quarter. Starting in the fourth, he would throw a deep pass to Robbie. Now, I know you said Robbie only had one catch, which he did. But this play was a great route run by Robbie Anderson and allowed a penalty, pass interference, putting the Jets first and goal. Sam hands to Bell. And now it is Bell who takes it in for a Jets Go ahead, touchdown. Touchdown. Get it in the end zone. Let's go. 31 Good fight by Le- Good, good, good fight by Le'Veon to get the ball in the end zone there. Great drive by the Jets. I mean, going up 31-27. To go down and actually come back the way this season has gone, 
Right when they went down 27-21, you know how most Jet fans thought the game was yeah. going to go. And I'm pretty sure we know how most Giant fans thought the game was going to go. The you know, 27-21, ended up fighting back, getting a field goal, getting another touchdown. Uh, they actually showed some fight. And I know the Giants and Jets, neither of these guys are good teams, but it meant something to the fans there. And I think both teams were playing really hard out there. And actually, on you know, towards the end of the game, there, the game got really good. For Lorenzo Fatukasi. JJ, Jamal Adams, Blessing Austin playing key roles in stopping the Giants that would only manage to get 19 yards on six plays. Jets get the ball back eight plays for 76 yards to bring them all the way down. Sam Ficken again. Field goal 34 27, putting us up by seven with late in the fourth quarter, eating up valuable clock. The Jets will play defense. There will be a fumble on the last play. Jets win. The Jets win. <laughs> ah! King of New Take York, it baby. to the house, King of New baby. York. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Let me get two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> sorry, Wookie. I'm sorry. Great job by you there on the game review. A lot of great points. A lot of great plays in the game on defense and offense. Fun game to go to, fun game to be in the crowd, fun game to tailgate. All the Jets and Giants fans were, at least where I was in my section, which is usually pretty rowdy, people were having a good time, yeah. respectful of one another, having a blast, busting balls, as we usually do in New York, yeah. but in a more respectful way. It's but easier it, when both teams are pretty bad. Yeah. You know. And uh, in yeah. the end, though, the smoke cleared, and the Jets were able to move the ball a couple times there in the fourth quarter when it mattered. They were able to play defense there at the end of the game when it mattered. Came away with a W. Kind of like plummeted Pat Shermer even deeper into his own big blue abyss. As he was looked at as a jabroni coach, but still better than Adam Gase. And then you got now coached by Adam Gase. So who's the real jabroni? Jabroni's jabroni's jabroni? Jabroni! That is another question for another time. But Sam, tremendous QBR this week. I know his stats didn't jump off the page, Mike. But I think it was third or fourth in the league, right? His QBR this week, which is... Yeah, third in the league, so that's a good measurement of how good you're playing. So, I mean, all the plays he should have made, he made. They were able to give him a clean pocket out there. I think he only got a rush 12 times where he had to kind of get out of the pocket there pretty quick, which is great. End of the game, that 76-yard drive was just... That's what's been missing all year. You know, I mean, we haven't been in positions to close games out, don't get me wrong. But times and games in the third quarter or the fourth quarter or games when it's still close, being able to just get a nice drive and just get a field goal. Uh, which is really important in games sometimes and changes games from one-possession games to two-possession games. The same they were able to do here in <sighs> Fontucasi, Jamal Adams, uh, Nathan Shepard, Austin. A lot of good keys on defense. Mike, I'm stoked, man. There's a lot of good points coming out of the game and a win over the Giants always feels good. They beat the Giants four years ago. This is another four years now. It's like a second term for a president here <laughs> where the Giants fans... Where Giants fans can't really say much. Now, hopefully yeah. we get the Raiders too, Mike, and we just shut out all of our friends. Nothing to do with this week, but you both want that as well, I think. Jets, Redskins coming up. Let's get into yep. guys. Quick breakdown, then we'll get out of here, everyone. New York Jets, Washington Redskins, let's go. The situation uh, kind of got heavy on me. All right, Michael, so guess who's coming into this game now with... The lowest-ranked offense points-wise in the NFL. Not the New York Jets anymore! The Washington Redskins, actually, Michael! How about that? Okay, so I'm not saying we're much better, but Redskins do not come in here with a fearsome offense. McLaurin's pretty good there at wide receiver. Haskins has been 
yeah. playing like a rookie. Geist is coming back this week, so they get another weapon back. He yep. hasn't played all season, really. Adrian Peterson is still pretty decent. Their offense is not good. No. And their team is not that good. Nope. And we're going down there to Washington. We're the underdogs in this game versus a team that is 30th in yards, 31st in passing, 25th in rushing, and 32nd in points when it comes to offense. So, should we be, should we roll in to any game this year after you lose to the Dolphins and be cocky? No, but guess what? The Dolphins have shown the last three or four weeks, they're not that bad, are they? Yep. They're not as bad as people thought. Right. The Bengals might be the worst team in the league. They probably are. Hell, maybe it's the Jets. But guess what? <laughs> but guess what? Nobody in their right mind who's a Redskins fan should be thinking this is a W for them. No. I don't want to hear it. Because no. I think, and I nope. think Michael has something to say. Because Mike is not excited that they were the underdog in this game. And Michael, if I heard you correctly when we were talking before the show, you think the Jets yeah. are delivering a beatdown to the Redskins this weekend. I think they're going to destroy them. I think, <laughs> I think the Jets, I think the narrative against the Jets is they're the Jets. They got destroyed on Monday night. You know, the Sam seeing ghosts and stuff. But if, if you really understand the team... Their offensive line has been struggling very much. Well, guess what? Kelvin Beecham was back. Now, I don't like Kelvin Beecham, but he did bring value to that line and helped give Sam just a little bit more time, and that correlated to him playing better. Now, we lost, unfortunately, Brian Winters. I don't want to know if I should say unfortunately or not. He hasn't been playing well. But we lost Brian Winters, and Chris Herndon is now gone to IR. So that's another two L's for the, for the squad. I, I mean, we've been taking hits left and right. But I think overall, we're a much better team than the Washington Redskins. I think Sam Darnold is a much better quarterback. I think that um, our team up and down, the construct of our team is just much better. I know the Redskins have a pretty decent defense. But I think the, the Jets are going to go in there, and they're going to rewriting a high off of what they did against the New York Giants. I think the New York Giants are better than the Redskins. And I think that the Jets have played well against the NFC East for some odd reason. And I think we're going to go in there and we're going to we're going to beat the hell out of them. Do you agree with that? Well, you think Giants are better than the Redskins, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think, absolutely. I think Giants are a better team than the Dallas is much better than the Redskins, obviously. Yeah, sure. And on defense, you know, the Redskins, at least when it comes to passing, they're middle of the pack, 14th ranked in the league. I mean, when it comes to yards overall, they're 21st, though. I mean, when it, when, when it comes to the Jets, no one looks at us as having a great defense this year. But when you consider uh, the context of how often they had to be on the field because of the pathetic offense, yeah. they're still 15th right now in yards, the Jets. So right in the middle of the league, which is not that bad. Like we said, Mike said, passing yards were 26, points were 25th. Michael, you know what? I'm going to jump on board with this. And let's just go all in on this beatdown of the Redskins. Why, why, why can't we, why for once, have our show and get a little cocky? Because it hasn't happened once. We haven't, we haven't come on here and said we're going to beat down anyone all year. Because yep. we haven't been able to feel that way. Because we haven't had our troops, our guys, our team, fully united, formulated like Voltron. Yep. And I think we might have found a little something last week. You know, the Giants, a and, the, and you play another team that's maybe not the best team, yep. the Redskins. Probably not as good as the G-Men. Uh, I think, Mike, it's a game that we should be able to move the ball. One thing that is consistent this year with the Jets is inconsistency. So we don't know, Mike, what version of the squad right. is going to show up. We don't. We don't know what level of offensive line play we're going to get almost from a week-to-week basis. 
which is one of the reasons it's so hard to predict these Jets games down the stretch here, even though they're playing teams that you think they're going to whoop. Yep. Because you're, you're like, oh, we have some, we should be pretty good. We have some good guys on offense. We're not that bad on defense. They don't show up for games. They play teams like the Dolphins and lose. You know, I mean, you don't know who's going to show up. And they play the Giants, and they actually played pretty decent. They play the Cowboys, they play pretty decent. So we'll see what goes on. But I know Sam this year now is two and four. They have to take the brunt of this whole record for the Jets. And with the Jets, with him at quarterback, they're a whole different team. He's had his ups and downs. But hopefully as the year goes on, he irons a lot of these things out. And we just see him keep progressing instead of regressing like a lot of people thought he was doing before this game. That's all we got to say. That's all we're going to talk about for this week, guys. we got to win versus the Giants. We've yapped enough about it. Redskins coming up. Another amazing addition in the books. I want to thank my buddies for joining me, Michael. And if anyone does want to listen to us, tell their friends about us. Spread the gospel and spread the word of AEBG, where can they do that? Well, they can follow us on the Elite Sports Radio Network. You can find us on SoundClouds, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com. Please follow us on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast, and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Agaris, and... The big stinking Wookiee, Nicholas Kronk. My name is Keith Farrell, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Peace out. Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans are very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans are very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be the sucks. Don't believe it.